to another edition of the Marketing Fix on the Lawn Care Radio Network. I'm your host, Brian Horn, and on the phone I have Nic- Nicholas Boalo. Nicholas is the CEO of HB Agency, uh, which is an integrated marketing firm that has built brands for such clients as HP, ING, and EMC. I asked uh, Nicholas to join me today to talk about going viral. Um, so, Nicholas, can you give our listeners some idea of what they could do to go, go viral, or what are some keys to, to make that a successful marketing uh, initiative? Um, well, first, thanks for having me, Brian. I really appreciate it. And um, I think one of, the, one of the keys to going viral is it's not within your control. And a lot of people come up and say, geez, I'd like, to, I'd like something I do, a video, a piece of content, a blog post to go viral. Um, but they, they fail to realize that no one can plan on going viral unless they have millions of dollars of marketing dollars to support it, which most of us don't. Mm-hmm. So A, it's not within your control, but B, as you said, there are some things you can do to help. Um, and viral might be, mean different things to different communities. So let's say you're a, a, on a lawn and landscaping um, service. Well, for you, viral might be, mean that in your town or the few towns around you, 5,000 people have clicked on your video or learned something about you. Um, so once, once you decide what does viral mean to me, then you think, well, how can I do it? And there, there are a few things you can do within your control. Uh, let, let's just start with you know, being creative. A lot of people will put videos out about how their people work, what their machines do. Maybe they'll do a, a, a montage of photos of some properties they've taken care of. But how can they make that creative? Well, there's all sorts of ways. There's humor, for instance. Mm-hmm. Um, if some, some companies will be a little daring and make a humorous video about what they do, which might get shared. And the notion of viral is that something takes a life, a life of its own. So that means other people are sharing it without you prompting them. Okay. What are your thoughts on sort of uh, some of, you know, like you're mentioning videos and a lot of companies, and I've seen a lot of sports teams doing like Harlem Shake videos, and whether that's for fun or for branding, what are your thoughts on doing stuff like that? Um, it, it, again, it depends on your audience. Um, you know, okay. we're, we, we, we primarily work in the business-to-business marketplace, but in the business-to-consumer marketplace, which a lot of your listeners are in, it makes a lot of sense to do something that might be fun or daring. On the other hand, you don't want to offend people. You know, you don't want a viral video of someone driving a, a huge mower onto, into someone's stone steps and destroying them, even though it might be funny. Right. Um, it wouldn't be great for your business. On the other hand, you might want a video about something that has nothing to do with what you do but says a lot about the character of the company. And I'll give you an example. We, we had a tree fall on our house um, in, the, in the one morning on a windy day, and it was a pretty dramatic incident. You could see it from the road. There were fire trucks. There were police cars. Well, one of the first people that was there was the, the owner of the landscape company that works for us. And he ended up calling some people and getting some saws out. There were numerous pictures taken of that event. I didn't think of it at that time. It was about a, a decade ago. But had I thought of it, it would have been great for him and his company to put that story up on their website and put a, um, put, if there was video, put the video. But if there were just pictures, put pictures of what happens. It's dramatic. It's surprising. It might draw someone in to read the story. And boy, his being there with the chainsaw 
revealed a lot about his character because we didn't get a bill for that. That was just helping a neighbor out. Oh, okay. And that's something that would have happened today. That would have been a great opportunity to put that out on Twitter and Facebook and, and you know, gain some good PR. But, I mean, it was also a nice deed that he did. It's, it's a great deed, and sometimes the nice deeds that your people do have nothing to do with your business. So here's, here's something else that we commonly share. We commonly share stories about people. So if we see something that someone did in our town or our region that makes a difference, or that's funny, or that's a little shocking, we tend to share that. We don't necessarily share features and benefits. You know, we don't, we don't sort of say, our landscaping company is so amazing because they cut the grass at exactly three inches uh, mm -hmm. or two inches or whatever we care about. But we will share a story about how they're really amazing because they sh always show up on time. And that guy, that guy Brian, he, he not only shows up on time, but twice he's helped my wife in with her groceries when he happened to be mowing the lawn and saw her pull in. Well, that sticks in someone's mind. And that, that's the sort of thing that's another way of looking at going viral because we often talk about word-of-mouth marketing. And in your world, that's an incredibly important way to market. Well, word-of-mouth marketing is going viral. You had mentioned you, you don't want to put the video out of driving the mower into the, the stone steps. And what, in the worst-case scenario, if that does happen, if a neighbor is filming that and thinks it's funny and for some some reason that gets picked up. Do you have any advice on how to sort of minimize that damage? Um, yes. So, so they're, they're, that's a really great question. You know, what if someone does something that hurts your business that starts spreading? Mm -hmm. And we always say that the first part, this falls under what we might call crisis communications. And the first part is actually to address the problem, um, to, to be right up front to answer comments online, to, to, be, to be warm and friendly, to admit guilt if there's guilt, and also say what you did about it. You know, there's some great examples with huge companies having problems, whether it's Toyota or Tylenol, um, where there's an issue in the company. And the, the companies who maintain their reputation do it by facing the facts and telling the world what they're doing about it and taking on some responsibility. So, that was an awful incident. We fired that guy. Um, and here are the four things we did for that homeowner that made it okay. You know, and then when there when their comments and sarcastic comments or unhappy comments, you go right back online, you respond warmly to those comments, you thank people for their attention, for their comments, and and you you face the world with a lot of integrity. Now, let's talk a, a tiny bit about the, the flip side, when something good gets picked up and you mm -hmm. see that maybe a, a Facebook post you did got shared or, or maybe you notice that it got a few more likes than usual or you posted a video on YouTube and it got shared a little bit more than usual. Well, that's an opportunity. Then you're seeing the viral process starting. And a lot of people will miss that. They'll say, well, wow, that was neat. You know, five people retweeted my tweet or a dozen people said they liked my video. That's an opportunity to send an email to your whole audience and say, hey, this piece of content seems to have taken hold of people. They, they seem to be responding to it. What do you think? And you keep pushing the wheel and see if it'll turn even faster. That's number one. Number two is you can repurpose that content. You can say, well, 
we did a, a tweet that people liked, or we did a, a, a little article that people seemed to respond to. Well, let's use it some more. Let's, let's create a, a slideshow about it, or let's make a video about that story, or let's use that as a sell sheet when we go visit folks. Those kinds of tactics are, are what the world is enabling us to do, because right now in this electronic world, people can respond, and we can see what works and doesn't work. And when something works, we can do it more. And when something doesn't work, we can just say, let's, let's give that one up. We don't need to tell that story. Yeah, that's something I found when you know, we tweet something out for the magazine and it gets retweeted more than a, a normal one would. On, say, Tuesday, on Friday, we'll do it again with, like, in case you missed it, just because if people liked it on Tuesday and they didn't see it then, they, they might be able to see it on Friday. So we have found that to, to be helpful, like you said. Absolutely, Brian. And given, given the, the, the how much is in the Twitter stream for most people, most people are following, you know, anywhere from 50 to 1,000 people, well, you can actually retweet three times a day, and I don't think anyone will get offended because people aren't checking their Twitter streams all the time. Right. So if anyone sees it twice, they won't get offended, and chances are a lot of people will see it for the first time the third time you tweeted it. Mm -hmm. All right, Nicholas, that was about it for my questions. Yeah, a lot of great information. Um, I also wanted to remind our listeners, you also have a book out. It's called, a uh, very interesting title here, I Killed a Rabid Fox with a Croquet Mallet, Making Your Business Stories Compelling and Memorable. And I'm assuming that is on Amazon. They can order that online. Yeah, it's both in print and on Kindle. And um, absolutely. Thanks so much for plugging it. Oh, no problem. And again, uh, thanks for your time. No problem. Take care. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for more from Lawn and Landscape.